Podcast for the 28th day of September 2023. Happy Thursday. Almost Friday. You can smell the weekend, or maybe it's just me. I don't know. Anyway, I am Derek Hunter. I'm your host. Appreciate you listening, downloading, sharing, telling a friend. Uh, find it uh, wherever you get it. Share it on your uh, social media. Share it on your Facebook. Maybe not this episode. It's going to be a short episode. Why? Because I'm sitting there and I waited too damn long where I'm sitting there going, did I uh, do a post-debate reaction show? Or not, and then I looked at it, and I was like, that's going to be quick turnaround time, and Brian Darling has COVID right now, and he's not feeling super good, he's not super sick, but he can't come on, and I also have been tapped to write a reaction piece to the debate for The Hill, so look for that today, and I don't know how good that'll be, but I try and turn it around in like 20 minutes, so like that's going to eat up the time, so I said, no, I can't wait. I can't do the debate reaction thing, which by the time it's like eight o'clock now, which means I got to get this done and get downstairs to watch the debate. So there's there's that. All right. Um, I'm looking at the news today and this it's all is a lot of stuff building up to the debate. Of course, President Trump won't be there. I think at a certain point, a certain point, he's going to have to man up. And show up. He doesn't want to. I get it. He's playing the I'm super popular, I'm far ahead thing. But races always tighten when it comes time to pull the trigger, when it comes time to cast the ballot. So there will come a point where he probably will be too close for comfort to somebody or a couple of people. As more people more people will drop out of the race, and I predict in the next month, a couple people will drop out of the race. And their small percentages will start to coalesce, and other people will rethink things. Plus, Donald Trump, out of sight, out of mind. If he's not debating, what is he doing? Nobody's on Truth Social, and Twitter isn't real life. So eventually, the margins will close as it starts to get real, and then Donald Trump will likely have to show up to a debate. And when he does show up to a debate, somebody, if they're smart, and that's a big if with any Republican candidate, if they're smart, points out that, hey, this guy is now coming around. He's now floundering. He's now flailing in the polls. He's slipping in the polls. And now he shows up. And you point that out. Part of Donald Trump's appeal to a lot of people is the veneer of success that he carries, that he manufactures around him. He's had a lot of business success, but he's had a lot of business failures. He's had political success. The one, the first time he ran, he won the presidency, for God's sakes. Second time he ran, he lost. He lost the House and uh, the uh, Senate in his first midterm. And he lost both. Well, he didn't quite lose the House, but he didn't really help with the Senate in 2022. So he denies that. He blows those over. He says his candidates won, which if you endorse, if you endorse all Republicans in a race, you're going to win. We at 50%. Now, if you don't endorse a Republican against Nancy Pelosi, you don't endorse a Republican against Denny Hoyer, you don't endorse a Republican against AOC, you don't endorse Republicans in where 
Republicans aren't going to win. And then you, you say you just endorse Republicans in Republican districts and Republican incumbents, whether they want it or not, whether they're opposed or not, whether it's an 80% district or not, you say, I endorse this person. Then you're able to say, I have a 92% success rate. Okay, that's not really true. The ones that really matter were the open seats or the ones that were expected to flip and didn't were Senate seats like Pennsylvania, where you endorsed Dr. Oz, or Georgia, where you endorsed Herschel Walker for reasons unknown to all of humankind, things of that nature. So he's got this veneer of success that doesn't really stand up to close scrutiny. And if he shows up to a debate stage, and I don't care what you think of Donald Trump one way or the other, but if he shows up to a debate stage, somebody could easily make the argument he's only here because he's slipping. He's slipping because he's he's vulnerable. He's slipping because he's not as uh, as far ahead and whatever as he's claiming to be. That could do more damage to Donald Trump than anything else. That's why I think skipping these early debates is a mistake. It's one of many reasons why I think skipping the early debates is another reason. If he, if he ends up getting the nomination, there is an incentive and a precedent for Joe Biden to say, I'm not going to debate that guy. It won't be I'm so far ahead in the polls. But look at what that idiot governor out in Arizona did. I can't remember what the hell her name is. She's the current governor. She refused to debate Carrie Lake, who I thought was a good candidate, just not necessarily a good person. And after losing, and she lost, she's been horrible. And she's out there lying constantly. Got it. That's what's annoying. And like, wow, you're really just a piece of crap. And nobody's calling her out on it. But uh, she refused to debate. And I thought, and everybody thought in the conventional wisdom was, she's a coward. She's refusing to debate. This is, voters are not going to like that. Voters are not going to accept that. And then voters elected her. And so you have to go and look at that if you're a Democrat and think, well, Donald Trump's justification for skipping these debates is it does him no good. It really could do him some good. He could land if he debated and landed death blows. Great. I think he also needs to flex those muscles. He doesn't really. I mean, he doesn't really debate. He doesn't stick to facts and figures or anything. But at a certain point, especially when the media does nothing but fact check you, it would be nice to have the ability to pull out some facts and figures. And you get that through prep and repetition and learning the issues. And uh, you're not going to show up day one in the presidential debate without having debated and do a good job. You're just not. But you've given your opponent, the president of the United States, he's already painting you as illegitimate. And he says, well, Donald Trump didn't show up to debate during the Republican primary because he didn't think there was a legitimate challenger to him. Uh, because he was so far ahead in the polls. I believe that he is an illegitimate challenger. To me, I'm not going to dignify him and debase the office of the presidency by appearing on stage with him. You don't have to debate. Once you've broken the glass, broken the seal, it's like drinking beer. Drink a bunch of beer and you can drink and drink down four or five beers and then you, you got to pee. And then you, you break the seal and then you're peeing every, every beer or f- more. Once you break that seal, it's hard to put the cork in, not just because it's wildly uncomfortable, but because it's you've weaponized something that wasn't weaponized before. And now, now you've got 
it being used against you or it can be used against you. I think it's a, a mistake if Donald Trump, you now because Donald Trump skipped one debate in 2016 and it was the debate right before the Iowa caucuses and he lost the Iowa caucuses. I know he doesn't like to talk about it. Nobody likes to acknowledge it, but it's true. He lost the Iowa caucuses. True story. So him not showing up in the past has hurt him. Will he, him showing up in the future now might hurt him next. And he may be forced to show up. It'll be interesting to see. But we'll see what happens. I'll talk about the debate on Friday. I just, uh, I couldn't sit there and wait long enough. But th this story, this is going to be one of my favorite stories. Because, how? first of all, the picture is great. It's, I don't know if it's two women and two men or four women. Two of them pretend they're men. I don't know what the hell's going on in this picture. But it's from the uh, UK Mirror. Montana LGBTQ plus family raising 4,000 pounds to flee as it's, quote, getting dangerous and scary here. I'm sure if you talk to the people of Montana, uh, many of whom I, I know, they would happily put together and they'd help you pack, they'd load the truck, just get you the hell out of the state. Not because they're anti-LGBTQ, it's because you're so damn whiny that you're such a freaking baby that the world would be better off without you in the same time zone as anybody. The story, an LGBTQ plus family is, I don't know what the hell, I mean, anything is family. Uh, they all kind of look, they all kind of look like ugly chicks to me. I don't know. Uh, that's horrible. I'm an awful person. But look at the picture for yourself and tell me I'm wrong. The LGBTQ plus family is desperately trying to flee their home state as they say it is becoming dangerous for them and scary to live there. Avi, Ember, Amelie, and Ray insist, quote, we can't stay much longer. This comes as anti-LGBTQ policies are brought in across the state and the wider U.S. Earlier this year, legislators in Montana brought a bill that would stop the alphabet mafia people from bringing claims of sexual orientation or gender identity discrimination in areas like employment, housing, health care, and education. I'd say they should be able to bring those lawsuits under a strict loser pays system, where if they bring those lawsuits frivolously and it is found to not be the case that they were not discriminated against, that somebody didn't have the meanies and they weren't giving them the sad, then they have to pay the other person's legal fees, plus some uh, punitive damages. I guarantee you they won't like that. The left has been fighting the concept of loser pays, mostly because the shyster lobby pays a fortune to Democrats. The, this prompted the Montana residents to think rethink where they called home, setting up a fundraiser to help pay for the move to Minnesota, a more LGBTQ plus friendly state. Imagine every time you talked about yourself, you'd have to say LGBTQ+. Wouldn't you, I don't know, feel like an ass? Wouldn't you just feel like a complete and total ass? I'm a L, like, no, nobody knows what the hell that, nobody cares what that is. Nobody gives a damn about you. You aren't special. 
And that's what they're really fleeing. They're fleeing people who refuse to treat them as though they're special. They're delicate little flowers. They're wonderful little snowflakes, each one individual and more individual than the other as they all morph into Rosie O'Donnell at the height of her weight. Again, I'm rude. I'm horribly cruel. But look at the picture and tell me I'm wrong. The fundraiser reads, quote, Our little family is making a big change very soon, sometime between October and February. How hard is it? That's a pretty big window. If you're fearing for your life, I fear for my life at some point in the next, I don't know, five to six, seven months, I'm going to probably pack up my rucksack, a couple of my moo-moos, and uh, all of my lotions, and just get the heck out of Dodge, because I fear for my... I'm going to question the sincerity of the fearing for your life bit, right? Can I just say that? I'm, you know, if I'm gone... And I'm going to put this on credit cards and I'm asking you to help me pay it off, pay off those credit cards because I had to get the bleep out of Dodge. Then I would believe that you are genuinely frightened. But if you can't between four people, four people who God, I'm an awful person, four people who have not missed a, bud, a food, a meal at all, their food budget has not been impacted by anything. I would say in the last 10 years. If between four people you can't afford to get a U-Haul truck to Minnesota from Montana, I don't think you're trying super hard. I question your sincerity. Call me crazy. I think these obese Oompa Loompas are probably like a quadruple or something. I don't know. I can't imagine them even sleeping with each other, but I really can't imagine anybody else throwing down with it. So I'd imagine, especially since they're all about the same age, there doesn't seem to be an explanation. Maybe there's an explanation further into the story of how they're a family, but I suspect that claim of family wouldn't uh, wouldn't uh, wouldn't hold up in court if challenged by any. Although nobody else is going to come around and say, "No, no, no, they're my family." I don't think. I don't think these people are claimed. I think these are the sad dogs at the end of the pound. The fundraiser is our little family is leaving sometime between October and February. The four of us, Avi, Amber, um, Emily, Emily, I don't know, E-M-A-L-E-E. -E. It's a made-up name or put together by illiterate parents. Ray and our three cats, Elliot, Danny, and Daisy. Boy, when the, the cats have more human-esque names than the four alleged humans. That tells you something. We'll be moving to Minnesota. This move isn't just for fun, though. Montana is getting dangerous for LGBTQ plus people, and it's getting scary to live here. Good. Go. And with legislation pushing for anti-LGBTQ bills to be passed and successfully passing some of them, we can't stay here much longer. What do you mean, much longer? If it's dangerous, they passed a bill that made it wildly dangerous for me. We can't stay much longer. Why would you stay any longer? Because you're idiots. Because, well, liberals are suckers. And they will give to any cause, no matter how stupid or irrational it is. Uh, sharing the fundraiser on Facebook, Ember wrote, quote, Montana is getting increasingly hard and scary to live in. We're at risk. And she capitalized risk. So it must be totally for serious. We're at risk in this state, and unfortunately, that means we have to leave. <laughs> you know, you can, the, 
these people obviously have not created any group of friends. They have to go to the internet for it. I suspect they don't have very good credit because they can't get the credit cards. But they have to go to the internet for this rather than talk to their friends. It's not only the state where LGBTQ people have said they feel unsafe and feel the need to move. On Monday, Mirror.com reported how disabled trans non-binary person Jean Grey, one of the X-Men, she seemed to be ready to bang Cyclops. I gotta love that. Reported how disabled trans non-binary. No. Now, I got some questions here for a second. I'm going to read that again just because it's a, a word salad. It's mostly, it's digested, it's, it's vomit. On Monday, the Mirror.com recorded ha, reported how disabled trans non-binary person Jean Grey had raised $8,000 to escape Florida as anti-LGBT sentiments. No, no, no uh, Q plus anti-sentiment down there in Florida. Surges in the state. Now, disabled whatever, mentally, I believe that. Anything else I'd need documentation for. But trans non-binary. Now, trans means, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I know, I mean, they make these words up and then they change them as needed, mostly to see how obedient idiots in the media will be. I got them to say it. Can you believe that? Trans means you go from man to woman or woman to man. You're trans. Which is always kind of cracks me up. Trans women are women. Well, then why do you have the trans part there? Forget the penis. Put the penis aside. I don't think you're going to have much use for the penis, no matter what you did, if this is how you're living your life. But uh, if you're trans women are women, if you're just women, then why aren't you just called women? When's your next pap schmear, dude? They move that thing around. They play like tetherball with the testicles. I don't know what's going on. But um, so you're transitioning... From one to the other, you've transitioned, whatever. You're man to woman, woman to man. Non-binary is you're neither. You refuse to be con- confined or constrained or whatever. It basically just means you're, you're, you're unattractive and nobody's ever going to kiss you. It's probably more a personality thing than anything else. But to be trans non-binary, what the hell does that mean? You've... Uh, non-women are non-women. Men are non... Like, how do you even... Explain. You can't. This is why the left is so opposed to thinking and teaching children how to think. Because the second you apply half a second of logic to all the crap that they say, the whole house of cards falls down like somebody just sneezed on it. Like, honest to God, it, none of this makes any sense. It's so beyond stupid that left is like I say, they're idiots, they're stupid. If you want some sort of fundraiser... Here's your thing. You cannot deny anybody's claim of being a tranny. You can't. You're not allowed to. They've made the rules. Declare yourself to be trans something or other. Transubstantiated. Transmogrified. I am a trans. I am a, a, a woman trapped in a man's body. So I am a trans man. But I'm a lesbian, so it's all worked out. I don't care. It doesn't matter. They're not allowed to question it. And then you just say you feel unsafe where you are. There's no way to disprove you don't feel unsafe where you are. And say you need money to move and or help with your security or whatever it is. Help you fight the hate. Whatever you want to put out there. 
And you'll find idiots to give you a couple of grand. I promise you, you give a couple of grand. Or they say, I'm going to move. I'm, gonna, I'm in Maryland. I'm a, a trans, whatever. I'm not really a cat, but I identify as a cat or whatever. And I need to move to West Virginia. It's not that far away. And I want to move or to Virginia. It's not that far away. Or to North Carolina, whatever. I need Wherever weirdos are more accepted, whatever the, they come up with. And then you raise the money, and then they, somebody will come around and say, hey, why didn't you move? Well, I, uh, I didn't move because I changed my mind. I started identifying as something. I identified as somebody who got five grand out of suckers and uh, realized that I was no longer under a threat of neutering or spaying or whatever the hell it was. I mean, hell, one of the uh, jackasses from the Lincoln Project raised like $64,000 to make a documentary, quote unquote, that he never produced. He still got the money. Nobody, nobody, he's, he got the money. It's like, it's his money. So liberals just throw money around. They max out their credit cards. So they're suckers for this crap. So I highly recommend if this, uh, if gas prices continue to rise, if food prices continue to rise, if Christmas is coming, you need to raise some money. That might be a way to do it. Maybe we should all go into on this thing together. Let's think about that for a minute. Anyway, this uh, weirdo escaped Florida. And yesterday, disabled trans non-binary couple Claude and Jones were also raising $4,000 to escape Utah after it became, quote, an extremely unsafe environment for them. Claude and Jones. Something tells... I'm going to click on this link because I suspect neither one of these people... Yeah, I was right. No beauty contest winners in their future non-binary, trans non-binary people. Which, one's a man and one's a woman. All right? They're trans non-binary. It's just weird. I identify as this, that, that, but, you know, I totally, I just sleep with chicks. That's weird how that works out, right? Yeah, no, I'm not gay. No way. I'm just non-binary. Hey, you want to fool around with a dude? No, gross. Yuck. No, no, no. I'm non-binary. I just happen to be attracted to chicks. You know, like, 99.9% of the population of men. And you're a woman who's just attracted to dudes. Like 99.9% of women. But it's, you're, not, you're not straight. You're trans non-binary, which is meaningless. But it allows you to play the game and it helps you raise money from incredibly dense morons online. Following the latest anti-LGBTQ law passed human rights state... <laughs> Human Rights State Legislative Director and Senior Counsel Catherine Oakley said, quote, by adopting a legal definition of sex that is designed to exclude transgender people, a definition that is unscientific and imprecise as well as counter to the recent interpretation of the term by the United States Supreme Court, Montana would be inserting inserting discrimination in dozens of places throughout the state. Well, you got four weird trans-LGBTQ alphabet mafia members living together in a house looking to move together to Minnesota. There's all kinds of stuff been inserted in places it doesn't belong, so what are you going to do? Oh, well, there's Ember Rose. <laughs> Ember Rose. And the caption, Ember Rose. My God, I apologize to Rosie O'Donnell. That does not do it justice. Amber Rose, the caption of the picture says, Amber Rose is hoping to leave the state with her family. Telling you, there's no discussion 
about what this they're not brothers and sisters they're not cousins they're not married it's just four fat losers who have decided they're a family they've decided they, oh they'll grow out of it just like they've grown out of their clothes they'll grow out of it but you know there'll be no divorce there'll be no there's, I'm no longer now I've wised up and whatever and they'll look back at this at some point and realize they're stupid I'd say two of them will the other two probably never will. I don't know which two. It doesn't really matter. Quote, transgender people are really disproportionate, are already disproportionately marginalized. Don't you love that? This is the equivalent of especially women of color. Whenever the left, they have, everybody, everybody's been hurt. People are being hurt seriously. This policy's bad, especially for women of color. They always throw that in there. They need to, but it, it's bad especially for this group, especially for the other group. If you're marginalized, if you give a crap about that, and I don't, but if you give a crap about that, you're marginalized, right? But you're disproportionately marginalized. Like they're supposed to be, you're all, everybody's marginalized and everybody should have their equal share based on their percentage of the population of marginalization. But somehow uh, transgender people are, there's no accurate count for transgender people if anything i would say transgender people are overrepresented in just about everything including in popular culture there's like nobody's really transgender they're just crazy but that's just me i just love it how they're disproportionately marginal also everybody's supposed to be marginalized to some degree right this policy is supposed to hurt everybody but it's disproportionately hurting women of color hmm. noted uh, and this bill attempts to legislate them out of existence. Extremist politicians who lack even the most basic medical training should stick to their day jobs and stop trying to legislate their personal beliefs, said the uh, Human Rights Watch moron. The bill, labeled S-458, also reinforces Montana's ban on transgender students participating in sports consistent with their gender identity and the ban on marriage for same-sex couples. The Montana family are just one of many moving or hoping to move from more conservative states to more LGBTQ plus friendly ones as Republican legislators ramp up enacting restrictive laws. Yes, bringing common sense. Hey, don't cut that. Uh, don't cut that child's penis off because they're seven years old and they played with a Barbie. Oh, my God, I'm so oppressed. I've got, I have an appointment tomorrow to get a couple more face tattoos, and then I'm going to get a literal Frisbee put into my earlobes, and then I'm going to look for a U-Haul because I am so oppressed. I can't find a job in this state. I got a couple of suggestions as to why that might be the case. It concludes, research from the Movement Advancement Project shows that Montana is among the most LGBTQ unfriendly states in the U.S. Assessing a state's law, laws and policies within each state sh uh, that shapes LGBTQ people's lives. Well, there's your problem right there. You're a worthless human being who allows your life to be shaped by laws. By government, you're always looking to government for salvation, for saving you. For, maybe, maybe that's your problem right there. Uh, shape LGBTQ experiences and quality, they found. Montana to have a negative overall policy tally. 
The state shared this dubious accolade with other conservative states, such as Florida, Texas, and Alabama. Well, that sounds pretty awesome, and if you're looking for vacation destinations, <laughs> it's time. Wait a second. The first comment. Ugh. The first comment. Lay off the cheeseburgers, and you won't need to beg for money. You gotta love the British and their dry sense of humor. But yeah, that's the latest going on. We'll have debate reaction tomorrow. I'll have a column up. Well, by the time you read this, it'll probably be up at the Hill, hopefully, unless I really just write a horrible one. So yeah, we'll be back on Friday to get you ready for the weekend and then the weekend F and review at patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast. I know if you stuck around long enough for the stuff about this le- this article from the mirror, I bet you laughed your ass off, but, uh, well, just imagine that with more pointed language. That's the Week in and Review, and it's longer than that, too. More stories. Um, but you watch, if you got mad at the Trump stuff, I'm just telling you how it is. You don't have to like how it is, but, you know, whether or not anybody likes reality has no bearing on whether or not it's real. You can have all the smoke blown up your rear end you want, all over talk radio, all day and all night by people who are genuinely insincere but live in Donald Trump's orbit and rear end because that's where they make their money. They're not telling you the truth. They're not telling you the truth. But they're popular. It's just, you know, they're so popular and we're winning and then you keep losing elections. Just say, where's that red wing? Anyway, have a great Thursday. I will see you tomorrow.